Welcome to Gag Me With a Chainsaw, a horror podcast about 80s slashers. I'm Corey. And I'm Sarah. And we love scary movies. Mm-hmm. And bitches be shopping. Bitches be shopping. <laughs> We're doing another mall movie today. Yay. Guess what? What? We've seen this mall before. We have seen this mall before. Same mall. Mm-hmm. As Chopping Mall. And as Fast Times. Yeah. And T2. My favorite movie from being 12 years old. <laughs> cool. I had my boyfriend in it. <laughs> I said, Mom, I think I want to be an actor. Mm-hmm. She was like, okay, well, you should start doing some acting stuff. And I was like, no, I just want to, you to enroll me in this class that I read about in the back of Big Bopper magazine. <laughs> um, I wanted to go to Hollywood and become a child actor so I could maybe kiss Eddie Furlong on camera one day. Yeah. I mean, the plan is solid. <laughs> How could he resist? I can't believe she didn't let you do that. I know. <laughs> she never believed in me. Yeah. <laughs> too bad. Yep. <laughs> and I hated going to the mall with her too. So let's bring that full circle. <laughs> I was like, what are we going to talk about? What am I going to talk about about the mall? I already told every story I have about falling down at the mall. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't been since to fall down. So I know, right? Don't go much. Don't make it out there Mm-mm. very much anymore. Mm-mm. Our mall now is filled with weird stores. I think all malls are. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, what is this? Just trying to hold on. Are they chains or are they just people have a store? It's a mix, I believe. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what What the fuck is this? And it's called like Lauren's Leggings or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be like the jankiest shit you ever saw. <laughs> And then, and then the Mac store will be next to it. Yeah. Like, it's so strange. <laughs> Malls are very American. Malls are Or at least they American. were. Um, when I was, we were watching this, I was like, I miss going to the mall and having it be like this. Yeah. Like spend a whole day. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And it smelled very specific, mm-hmm. especially if there was a fountain. Mm-hmm. And we used to have a really good fountain. <laughs> right. Now it's um, one of those slingshot gyroscope. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a a potato stand. Yeah. (laughs) What is that about? I don't know. I like potatoes, but. Is it a mall food? Mm. I guess it is now. French fries are, but Mm -hmm. that's not potatoes. That's different. (laughs) I mean, it's potatoes. (laughs) But yeah, this is like, do you want a whole whole potato? You want to walk around the mall holding a whole potato? With some weird toppings on it? I guess if it's cold. Mm-hmm. What they used to do in the olden days, it would be like, put a hot potato in your pocket. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was watching an old movie and it was, I forget what it was, fuck. But it was cold and they were out um, ice skating, I think. Mm-hmm. This guy walked by and he's like, sweet potatoes, get your sweet <laughs> potatoes. And so they buy two fucking sweet potatoes for a nickel each. And then they just take the foil off the top and just bite into them like they're eating bananas, but through the peel mm-hmm. and they were like mm, these are so good and i was like you just going in raw on that f-? i mean it's not it's cooked but you ain't got no toppings no nothing on that sweet potato okay that's one way to warm up it I was guess. candy back then it was candy back then mm-hmm. it was like war rations and all you could get was a fucking sweet potato for a nickel or whatever yeah. <laughs> for your birthday they would just stick a bunch of candles in a sweet potato <laughs> Anyways, I don't even know how we got here. Oh, potatoes at the mall. 
Yeah. Is there a tater at the mall? <laughs> <laughs> you ever been to the mall on 4th of July? Mm, no. You never went to a grand opening ceremony? No. Huh, no. An investor's ball, maybe? Yes. <laughs> I did invest in a mall, mall one time, and it didn't work out. <laughs> I remember, though, when we got our second mall over at East Hills Mall. That was my mall. Yeah. I, n- I never got to go way out to the Valley Plaza. That's crazy, because we hardly ever went to the East Hills Mall, just when my mom wanted to go to the Harris Scott Shocks for a new church hat or something. <laughs> that place had the popcorn store, though. And I'm always like, do you guys remember the popcorn store? It was called like the Popcorn Palace or something like that. And it had all those different flavored colored popcorns. Do you remember that? Not really because I'm not a big popcorn person. Oh. I even know like where it was. Like after that mall was dead, I would be like, that's where the popcorn store was <laughs> right there. I am a big popcorn person. I know. But people would be just in there. They had like tables and chairs. Like you're going to just fucking sit there and eat your popcorn. Like, <laughs> but they would. People would sit there and be eating their green apple popcorn or whatever. Okay. We used to have so many flavors of popcorn to choose from. We used to be a country, a proper country. <laughs> we had malls. Yeah, that's why I don't like celebrating Fourth of July. <laughs> I know. We've just gone down- downhill. No more popcorn stores. No more malls. What is this? It's all Jeff Bozos' fault. <laughs> Why wasn't he in the submarine? <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I already did. It's too late. It's too late. Pack up another submarine. Jeff Bozos. Mm. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. The Scientology guy. I want to say Donald Trump, but that's just too easy. Too obvious. Too easy, yeah. <laughs> Um, and he would never get in there anyways. No, he'd be scared. Yeah. Um, I mean, Zuckerberg has done a lot of harm to our world as a whole. Mm-hmm. Stick him in there too. Sure. Joe Rogan into the submarine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're forgetting some important people. Oh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, yeah. She can go. She can go into the submarine. For representation. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> women's rights. Yeah. Women's rights to implode <laughs> on the ocean floor. <laughs> Look, the pressure or the orcas, I don't give a shit. Either way. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get it going. Kickstart it. Yeah, we're talking about Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. What? <laughs> Corey. <laughs> <laughs> kind of segue was that? Is it because I said, let's get it started? Yeah. I meant the submarine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, now it's out there. Yeah. You all know where we're going with this. Yep. Every episode, we pick a movie from the letterboxed list, every 80s slasher, an attempt by John Hillman. And as Corey said, our movie this episode is Phantom of the Mall, colon, colon, Eric's Revenge. Title is so weird. Yeah, not a good title. They wanted people to think that this was a sequel. That's why they named it that. Like, you would be like, oh, yeah, I think we saw first Phantom of the Mall and loved it. We should go. But um, it didn't work. Yeah. It's also, as we'll talk about, a spoiler. Yeah, huge spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Why even bother? Everything you need to know is right there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, why are we doing this movie? Well, this movie actually takes place on 4th of July. And if you're listening to this episode, the day it comes out, happy Independence Day. No. (laughs) No. 
No? No. It's a good one. Um, it has a mall. It has uh, explosions. Yeah. I was saying no to the 4th of July, though. Well, yeah. Don't celebrate that. <laughs> I hate the 4th of July. Yeah. I think we might have talked about this. It's like fun when you're you're a kid, I think. Back when sparklers were real. See, put me on the submarine. I'm like, <laughs> things used to be better. <laughs> You used to be able to get burned with your sparklers. Back before you learned the full history of America. Yeah. And you got to just swim all day and eat popsicles and potato And you didn't salad. have to pay for fireworks. Mm-mm. You just got to watch them. Yeah. Your dad would be mad for some reason. <laughs> really? My dad would be happy and drunk. Oh. Yeah. My dad would be mad for some reason. He would get frustrated with the fireworks, mm. I think. We would be trying to get too close or whatever. Oh, my dad was a firefighter. Oh, yeah. Um, but he was also, like, kind of a pyro. So mm-hmm. he, he was fi- He was cool with it. Like, yeah. He'd be out there, no shoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, my dad is from the country. Uh-huh. So he's also out there in no shoes. And he would open all the doors on his truck and put music on. So we'd be <laughs> listening to the doors fucking fraggle out while we were lighting fireworks. They'd be all, come on, come on, come on, come on, now touch <laughs> me, babe. All the fucking sparklers were going off or whatever. Those Piccolo Pete's. Yeah. The worst ones. I know. They should outlaw those. They're not even good. All they are is annoying. No one likes them. And yet, they never stop going off. <laughs> if you are listening to this on the 4th of July, you've been hearing them for two days already. Oh, <laughs> all the firework stands are going up already. Yeah, it seems like earlier every year and more and more, there's just like constant illegal fireworks now. I know. When I was little, I remember any moment. Yeah, I remember just like a few, you Mm -hmm. know. But yeah, it's wild. I know, all over town. Every year on the 5th, I go out in my backyard and there are fireworks, like burned up fireworks in my backyard. And I'm always like, you could have burnt my house down. (laughs) I get all mad. But mostly I'm like, you guys had a party and you didn't invite me? Mm-hmm. You're shooting fireworks over into my fence and you don't bother to send a plate over as well? Rude. I can smell the barbecue. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. It's an annoying holiday. Yeah, it's not one of my faves. As a podcast that loves holidays, Yeah, it's like kind of towards the bottom of our list. Are you going to get your bunting out? Oh my, what? Your red, white, and blue bunting? <laughs> no. You're like, I only put the bunting up and that's it. Are you going to get out your big flag? Uh, no. No? I don't, have, I don't have any flags, I don't think. I don't even have any flag merch. No bunting then? No. No. I could do a red, white, and blue ensemble if I was really feeling it. Don't do that. Probably not. I'll probably just be in my black swimsuit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got my nails done and I wanted to get this blue that I've been eyeing for like months. And I said, no, too close <laughs> to the 4th of July. I don't want people to get the wrong idea about me. <laughs> I don't want them to think that I'm patriotic because mm. I'm not. <laughs> what if I just said I hate America? I almost was going to. I don't think we'd get canceled. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not going to say it anyway. <laughs> Okay. What if the CIA is listening? Oh, that's true. They probably listen. They're probably one of our listeners. Just one. <laughs> They've got one guy yeah. on <laughs> And he does it for all the letter agencies. The FBI <laughs> is like, we'll just take, we'll just look at your notes. And they're going to be like, um, they talked about titties. 
They talked about titties. Oh, big fucking scoop. One of them said she hates America. (laughs) (laughs) But the other one doesn't have any bunting. Put them both in Guantanamo. (laughs) It's the same. Yeah. No flag. Right away, waterboard. Yeah. Well, Corey is a communist. I just want everybody to know that right now. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) She won't name names, though. She would never do that. Nope. Good for you, Cora. Don't call me to the stand. Mm -mm. She'll do her time. (laughs) She's happy to do it. Corey, why does this weird movie exist? That's a good question. I mean, there's a lot of takes on Phantom of the Opera. Mm -hmm. Did they need this one? I don't think so. (laughs) We'll discuss. <laughs> Let's get the CIA who's <laughs> wired in right now on our mics on the line and see what they think. <laughs> well, I know that this movie was produced by Chuck Freeze, who mostly did TV movies, and he was like wanting to get into features. Um, he did Terror at London Bridge. Oh my gosh. And Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Ooh. Yep. So he's hit or miss. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he is hit or miss. Makes sense because a lot of the cast has a lot of TV credits. Also, this movie plays kind of TV movie-ish. Think sort so? of. Yeah, because in a TV movie, you don't need a lot of suspense. Like, you know that there's not going to be another one. Like, they're going to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Like, And this one, I mean, like we said, right out of the, right out of the gate, big spoiler at the top. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it is a little bit TV movie ish. Hmm. But yeah, he wanted to get into real movies and was like, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready for the cast and crew? I'm ready. So it's directed by Richard Friedman. Um, he previously did a horror comedy called Doom Asylum. Okay. I've not seen that. He did two episodes of the Friday the 13th series. Um, And then he went on to do more movies. Let's see if you heard of any of these. Ground Zero from 2000. Mm. Mm -mm. Uh, Acts of Desperation. Mm -mm. Halfway to Hell. Mm -mm. Yeah, me either. (laughs) But but he kept going. He did a movie called Ground Zero before 9-11. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. And as far as cast, we have Derek Rydell as Eric Matthews. Um, he has a Bronson connection because he was in Death Wish 4. Cool. Yeah. He was also a writer for the Power Rangers Wild Force series. Oh. Don't know what the Wild Force part means. Okay. Were you a Power Rangers fan? No, I was in high school. Yeah. I w- you were already in high school? I remember the Power Rangers movie came out while I was in high school. Oh, okay. So before that, the series. Mm-hmm. I think I was in... I think it started when I was in elementary school. And then maybe... in junior high yeah. when it started. I wasn't a fan, but I had friends that were a fan. Mm-hmm. And I remember being at my friend's house when the Green Ranger turned into the White Ranger. And uh, it was a big deal. Was it? Yeah. I mean, that sounds huge. <laughs> I think my sisters might have watched it. I did like the sort of like kaiju rubber monster Mm -hmm. monsters of it all. I did like that. Yeah. And a friend of mine did a really great, I don't know what the lady's name is, the evil lady. Mm -hmm. She did a really great Halloween costume of her one year. It was so good. It was really cute. 
I also found out that Derek Rydell did all his own stunts in this movie. So like all his own karate kicks, all his own jumping off of cars. He did all of that on his own. He probably demanded that. Like Tom Cruise. Those uh, moves were in there. Like yeah. he's like, I'm good at this. We're using yeah. this. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. said, I'll bring my own weights from home. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Bowflex. Yeah. It's also starring Carrie Whitman as Melody Austin. She mostly did TV stuff. Um, nothing too notable, but I'd be proud to do two episodes of In Loving Color. Hell yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. You can do what you <laughs> want to do. In Living Color. Jonathan Goldsmith as Harv Posner. He has tons of TV credits. Dallas, Magnum P.I., MacGyver, Days of Our Lives, Murder, She Wrote, Dragnet, Grey's Anatomy. The list goes on. He was also in Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Mm. And you know what else about that guy? What? His, I would say, most famous role. Most interesting man in the world. Oh, I thought you were going to say Hollywood Wives. No. (laughs) He was that guy from the commercials. Stay thirsty, oh, my friends. He looks different. Because he's older. Yeah. He looks good. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think he's Latino, and they made it seem like he was. I think they did something similar in Mamma Mia, like he's with the accent, being an Italian guy. Italian? Yeah. Well. And then we have Rob Estes as Peter Baldwin. He was in 90210, Melrose Place, and a show called Silk Stockings, which yeah. I thought was going to be naughty, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. I always thought it was, too. I looked it up excited. Oh, it was just like a crime thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was for adults, though. Okay. He has such resting bitch face, <laughs> right? He's got, like, such mean mean 90s movie guy face or mean Mm. 90s tv guy face Mm. a little bit dumb face too Mm -hmm. like there's a few times in this movie where i'm like close your mouth (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah for sure of course it's starring Polly shore as buzz you know him you love him Mm -hmm. encino man biodome son-in-law what else what else jury duty jury duty um the Polly shore show i think that's what it was called on mtv Mm mm-hmm I think he did five movies. So Jury Duty, Biodome, Son-in-Law, Encino Man. Call in if you know the fifth one. What is the fifth one? (laughs) Is it something to do with the army? Yes. That one. In the army? Is that what it's called? Oh, maybe. What's your favorite one? Encino Man. Encino Man. Duh. Yeah. Son-in-Law, followed followed by Son-in-Law. All the other ones I've only seen once. Biodome is terrible yeah. when you rewatch it. And in the army, haven't seen it. God, is it in the army <laughs> or is that a Wayne's movie? I guess it's it not could be major both. pain. It's not major pain. Okay. <laughs> but I remember Fuck seeing you. that movie in theaters. Jury duty was not. I don't know. I haven't seen jury duty in, since probably the first time. I, I don't saw even it. know if I've seen jury duty. I've been wanting to watch Encino Man. I, yeah, that'd be fun. I have it, and I keep wanting to watch it, and then I never do. I watched Airheads, though, recently, which kind of makes it, they make me think of the same because they've got Brendan Fraser when he's, like, so young. Mm-hmm. Pretty fun still. Yeah. He's so hot. Mm-hmm. And Sandler's got body yaddy yaddy in that movie. Ooh. He's got abs. Yeah, you got to show me. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll come around on him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also have Morgan Fairchild as Mayor Karen mm. Wilton. She 
immediately you're like, this is the, such an 80s woman yeah. that we know. Also a resting bitch face. Oh, yeah. But in like a, a fierce way. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was on Days of Our Lives. She was also on Friends. A such show. an 80s woman. Such an 80s <laughs> she woman. She is. Right? Yes. So like there's certain people like, oh, you know she was so hot in the 80s. Yeah. But like now you look at her and she's you're like, yeah, she's I pretty. Know, what is it? <laughs> what is it that gives you specifically 80s face? Yeah. That's interesting. She definitely has it, though. Mm-hmm. She was on Friends, I guess, and a lot of other TV stuff. Like, a lot of stuff she did one episode, I noticed. And then I got to mention Ken Forey as our co- uh, Cardi, the security guard. Uh-huh. Because he's in a lot of horror stuff. He's in tons of stuff. Dawn of the Dead, From Beyond, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, multiple Rob Zombie movies. Mm-hmm. He also lo- has lots of TV credits, and his first role was in General Hospital in 1963. Oh, gosh, 1963. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. I know. I'd like to watch that. Um. Also, there is an evil security guard in this movie. I don't have the actor's name. Do you have this? Mm-mm. Um, if you are a fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia... Corey, I don't think you watch that because you don't watch TV. I've seen it. He is Mac's dad. Mac's like prison dad. Okay. Yeah. Um, And he has a very distinctive voice, but his face looks so different. But I kept hearing it and I was like, Mac's dad? (laughs) And he also has very distinctive blue eyes. Like they're very, very light blue. Mm -hmm. So people with eyes that color make me think a stupid thought, which is, do you see the world the same way I do? (laughs) I'm just like not sure that they do. I don't know. It could be slightly different. I think it is. I am not sure how, but like they're looking at everything through like the crystal cavern. I don't know. <laughs> and that's all I got. Yeah. For the cast. I mean, there's only a few more famous people mall. in it. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Sherman Oaks Galleria. Sherman Oaks Galleria. It still stands. We need to go. I used to go there when we lived in LA. There's an arc light there. Oh. I guess there, I don't know if there still is. I don't know if all the arc lights are closed or just the one that I liked the most. But mm-hmm. that elevator, it's a big one. You would take that elevator up to the movies. Let's go. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. Hell yeah, dude. I wonder what the malls are like in LA if they're as terrible as they are here. I haven't been to a mall in LA in forever. Me either. Hmm. Yeah, we used to go there sometimes. You think they have a San Francisco Cookie Co. still? Maybe. I would love that. Maybe a Sanrio store. <gasps> Stop. <laughs> Ugh, a Sanrio store smells so good. <laughs> what is that smell? Cur- oh, little cur- erasers. It's Karopi. It's Karopi. <laughs> oh my God, that's so cute. Is, were you a Karopi? Uh, Karopi and Bad Bats Maru. Bad Bats Maru. That's a good I'm a one. bad girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Which one was? I don't know if I had one. I like Karopi. I don't know. But sometimes when I wear my orange beanie, I look like that little rapping dog. Oh, yeah. Parappa the Rapper. Parappa the Rapper. But I don't know if he's Sanrio. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I look like in my orange beanie. <laughs> <laughs> well, quite a cast of luminaries. Mm-hmm. The most interesting man in the world, Max Dad, <laughs> Rob Estes, Res- Rob Estes, Estes, Polly Shore, who is not so annoying in this movie. I love him in this movie. Yeah. He's the he, hero to me. It's so strange. 
I know. But he's still like very him. He is very him. And he also seems kind of like he's a more 90s guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's wearing like a grandpa cardigan mm-hmm. at one point and his hair is not as crazy. It's like shorter, but it is kind of like a little bit curly, a little bit those curly dreads that he had. And like he just looks very grunge. Yeah. And it's 89. So like he's already like kind of ahead of the a little bit ahead of the curve. Yeah. But yeah, he definitely tones down his obnoxiousness. Mm-hmm. He's only a little annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it had a very limited theatrical release and like this kind of speaks to how the makers of this movie didn't have a lot of like feature experiences that they were doing that nurses taking your blood pressure in the lobby stunt before showings in the movie to (laughs) find out if your body can handle the terror. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Imagine finding out you have high blood pressure in the lobby of the studio movie grill. (laughs) You'd have to take it easy on the Clooney Coladas. Oh, my gosh. The Damon dogs. My blood pressure has been crazy lately. It does not make sense. And you watched this movie. (laughs) That's, I mean, before I watched this movie. That's so dangerous, Cora. (laughs) I don't know what's going on with my blood pressure. I've been exercising and losing weight, and my blood pressure's (laughs) been through the roof. What the fuck? (laughs) Corey. (laughs) concerned about you i know i should tell my doctor (laughs) you should wait they don't know uh not my main doctor what (laughs) should we get my cuff out right now oh the reading honestly if you have one i would love that (laughs) because i feel like i have the white coat syndrome now where yeah i'm like scared it's gonna be high yeah it's high I always feel that way too. Like it's a quiz that I'm going to fail. Yeah. I know. And when they do it, I'm always like, well, and they give me the number and I go, okay, is that good? Because I don't know. I know now. Ugh, I never do still. It's like when they show me the dipstick at the at my oil change, and I just go, mm, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking for or what I'm looking at or anything like, okay, well, we'll take your blood pressure and check your dipstick and see okay. how things are, are going. Jesus, Cor bad i can't do any more of these movies <laughs> <laughs> what kind of podcast would we have <laughs> we're gonna change to hallmark movies hallmark movies yeah yeah those don't get the blood pumping <laughs> at all well i'm glad you survived this two watches of phantom of the mall <laughs> eric's revenge yeah gotta do it for the for the fans yeah Ugh, i'm glad you made it if you didn't, they were like, what happened? <laughs> and then you never announce it. You just go on by yourself. Yeah. You're I like- never say anything about it. <laughs> or I pretend I do start doing a different voice. <laughs> I bring in different stunt Corys. Yeah. Right? Different Corey every week. Yeah. Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can't do Corey Haim. He's our last. Feldman's our last Corey, right? Mm-hmm. Our last ending Corey. <sighs> Things really are different. <laughs> and I'll take <laughs> with me the memories. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thought you would join in, but don't want to get your blood pressure up no, too high. It's, it's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> they can give you medication. I don't want to do that, but I would if they told me I need it, but 
I feel like I'm doing all the right things. What's going on? Well, sometimes our bodies just get older. <sighs> you're 40 now, Cor. I'm, I'm going to tell you what my doctor said to me. You're 40 now. <laughs> and it was very upsetting to hear <laughs> because I don't like to talk about that. I don't mind being 40. I just don't want high blood pressure. Well, I think they go together sometimes. Mm-mm. Not right. <sighs> well, you've been having a stressful time. That's true. You watched Phantom of the Mall twice. <laughs> You're on summer vacation. Mm-hmm. All very stressful. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have about this movie. <laughs> Join us next week. <laughs> <laughs> We're going swimming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's let's talk about the movie first. <laughs> then we'll go swimming. Okay. I'm already wearing my, my bikini top. So am I. You are? You want to see? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> when I put this on, I said, does this look okay? And she said, yeah. I said, is Corey going to fall in love? And he said, probably. And I said, this just podcast needs a little yep. sexual tension. Just with the cleavage and the Cor- nails. <laughs> <laughs> I was shaking my boobs at Corey. <laughs> what do you think, Cor? Uh, my blood pressure is through oh, the no! roof. <laughs> I should go put a shirt on and some gloves. Yeah, I have sexy nails right now. Mm-hmm. Hubba hubba. All right. So, Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. Let's do this. In a dark store, a shadowy figure emerges from an air duct and steals a crossbow before posing as a mannequin to hide from security. This is another one of these classic slasher heavy breathers. They always are. Mm-hmm. When the security guard sees through the disguise, he is stabbed and killed by the mysterious figure. Cut to our title. Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge, in a familiar blue font. Flames burn in the background while a synth score pumps. What makes this font familiar? It looks like the Phantom of the Opera font. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It also looks like romance novel font. Oh, yeah. Cut to the pre-grand opening ceremony of Midwood's brand new mall. How many opening ceremonies do you need? (laughs) (laughs) This is the pre-pre. Yeah. Yeah. Special guest Mayor Karen Wilton and her massive shoulder pads are there for the momentous occasion. You know, one thing about these shoulder pads, though, they make your waist look so fucking tiny. Yeah. Did you notice that? Uh All her costuming, I was like, geez. (laughs) So let's bring it back, maybe. (laughs) Mayor Wilton confidently says that the mall will finally put Midwood on the map. One of the selling points on this mall is no more Saturday nights and where are my kids? (laughs) Like, they'll just be at the mall. Yeah. The town agrees, especially the many young women who are lining up to fill out applications. Friends Melody and Susie are excited that they both managed to snag jobs. Mall owner Harve Posner announces a black tie investor party to be held on the 4th of July. Just as the founding fathers (laughs) envisioned. The shadowy figure watches it all from behind a ventilation shaft, then goes back to his lair and circles 4th of July on his calendar. We then see him create a partial mask from a mannequin head. Do you think it's this easy? You just carve into a mannequin head and then you can peel off a mask? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if that was accurate, but. Um, yeah, it's called being a mas- uh, master sculptor. Oh. You just chisel out the face you want. <laughs> Melody and Susie go to check out the new frozen yogurt stand in the mall. Where their acquaintance Buzz is wheezing the juice. He is wheezing the juice, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I like this little light version of him. Yeah. Yeah. 
When Susie orders a vanilla yogurt with trail mix, yeah, health nut, <laughs> Buzz pulls out a prank and throws in a fake ear. I would rather eat a fake ear than some <laughs> fucking gorp. I like gorp, but not on my ice cream. You know what? This is the time when people thought that frozen yogurt was a health food. Yeah. So she was like, ooh, put all the healthiest foods on there. Mm-hmm. Give me peanuts and raisins. Give me some good old raisins and peanuts. (laughs) (laughs) Then Mayor Wilton walks up with hunky reporter Peter Baldwin and asks Melody and Susie to pose with her for a publicity photo. The girls are happy to oblige and Peter can't keep his tongue off the floor when he sees Melody. Um, Rob Estes as investigative photographer, (laughs) I guess. Like... Like I said, he's just got a dumb face. <laughs> when the mayor leaves to hobnob with the man in a suit, Peter approaches Melody and says she looks familiar. In fact, he knows who she is because he photographed her last year when there was a fire at the current location of the mall. I did not like this. He was like, he looked familiar. And she was like, yeah, you too. And he was like, oh, yeah. Actually, I took your picture on that terribly traumatic day mm-hmm. that you had. And he goes, you were pretty hysterical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He also recalled how Melody claimed that she saw a man wearing a religious medal as an earring at the scene of the crime. Melody confirms this, adding that the police didn't believe her and never investigated. Yeah, this whole scene was pretty, like, awkwardly written, Mm -hmm. I felt like, yeah. Angrily, she says, Eric was murdered and no one cared. Peter apologizes for his reporter's (laughs) instinct to ask personal questions and says, I'm sorry about your boyfriend. (laughs) She goes, thanks. That means a lot. (laughs) No one's ever told me that before. (laughs) When Melody opens her work locker, she is shocked to see a bouquet of orchids. In flashback, we see that Eric, her ex-boyfriend who died in the fire, used to buy her orchids. Buzz and Susie arrive, and Buzz takes Peter aside to ask him to lay off Melody since she's been through so much already. But Peter isn't giving up that easily. Buzz says, Buddy, I think it's time we had a talk. Like, he's going to intimidate anyone out of anything. (laughs) He's like, you should just leave her alone. And Peter goes, I'll let Melody tell me that. (laughs) And then Buzz is like, okay, well, we're best friends now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's like, went from buddy to buddy. Inside the labyrinth of the interior mall, the masked figure runs into a maintenance man working on the air conditioning. So he murders him by forcing his face against a fan. This is a classic salad shooter style slaughter. <laughs> this guy wasn't doing anything. No, he was just wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Eric was like, this is my ventilation <laughs> Well, we don't know it's Eric yet, but we do know it's Eric because the movie says Eric's revenge. <laughs> yeah. So Melody and Susie decide to try on some new clothes at the wet seal, by the way, Cor. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Love that. I know. Remember, it was always a choice. Like, am I going wet seal? Am I going... What else was there? Contempo. What was the other one that was, like, very similar to wet seal? That's the one I was trying to think of. Hmm. What was Rave? It? Rave. Rave. Yeah. Rave had all the cheapest Rave tops. was cheaper than Wet Seal. Yeah. But same style. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they're trying on clothes at the Wet Seal, unaware that they are being watched by a pervy security guard named Devin. <laughs> he is having a great time narrating his arousal, but coworker Arcady is annoyed and tells him to knock it off. 
because the boss is coming in. Um, Arcady is Ken Forey. Ken, yeah, um, and he is a much better actor yeah. <laughs> than <laughs> pretty much everybody else that is in the security booth. Also, this stressed me out because all dressing rooms are always like, oh, monitor by cameras. But you always think like, no, it's not. <laughs> but is it like this? I don't know. And then this one, ha- they had no doors on them. Yeah. But some of like the cheaper stores at the mall were like that. Remember? I think Rave was like that. Like you would go in there and there would be no doors. I don't remember little, that. Little I remember booths. I've, I don't know if I've ever been to one that didn't at least have a curtain. Mm-hmm. That stressed me out because, like, sometimes I just sit there with my titties out and just take a little break from <laughs> from shopping. You know what I mean? I don't need anybody watching me. I'm in my element. Yeah. <laughs> After an argument with his punk son about borrowing the car, mall owner Harv orders his security guards to check out the strange knocking he just heard in the ventilation. He calls his son a little prick. <laughs> <laughs> and he is, too. Arcady pulls rank and the task falls to Devin. As Devin passes Melody and Susie on the stairwell, he asks if they want to pull his chain. He's like pulling his keychain off the, I don't know what you call that. It's like a retractable leash mm-hmm. on his keys. And he's like, you guys want to pull my chain? And they're like, eh. Unaware that Eric is watching. And Eric is like, he hates this kind of behavior. <laughs> Devin goes to investigate the knocking noise in the air ducts. It's like, Come out to the mall. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. laughs. Devin ends up on a loading dock where the masked figure crushes him against the wall with a forklift. Um, and it's like not just a wall. It's like a wall of circuit breakers. And so it's like. <laughs> so he's like double whammy forklift electricity causing one of his eyes to pop out of its sockets and into the frozen yogurt mix. It's a good thing this mall doesn't employ any froyo baristas that have a history of body part tomfoolery. <laughs> this could be a real problem. The mayor meets with Harve in his office to let him know that he's doing a great job. And if he keeps it up, she just might support his campaign for city council. But she also asks him to keep that son of his on a leash. Some of the shop owners are getting complaints already. This kid runs around the mall like it's his own personal silver spoons (laughs) mall that he can just do whatever he wants in it. Mm -hmm. That's probably how I would act, though, too, if (laughs) my parents owned a mall. I'd be like, this is my mall, by the way. That's me on the copy machine at my mom and dad's office. (laughs) Just making all the copies I want to. Um, Minutes after she leaves, Devin's corpse drops onto Harvey's desk from an air conditioning vent with a note pinned to its chest that reads, an eye for an eye. Harvey barely reacts to this. He just says, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) Then he makes a phone call and tells the person on the other end he may be requiring their services. That night in the mall's parking lot, Melody discovers that someone has left her another gift. This time, it's a very 80s purple dress that she was admiring earlier in the clothing store. Picture an 80s party dress. Mm-hmm. You got it? Mm-hmm. You're picturing this exact dress. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> Melody is perplexed. When she tries to leave the parking lot, though, she cannot get her car to start. As she looks under the hood, I don't know what she thought she was going to do under there. <laughs> Maybe she has a secret skill. She's going to look at the dipstick. Yeah. <laughs> 
A man with a limp who is wearing a ski mask attacks her. They struggle, but she is saved when an arrow strikes the attacker in the shoulder and he flees. She does not see the shooter, but the audience sees that it was the Phantom of the Mall himself. Do 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 Is that Phantom of the Mall music? Sure. Or is that Dracula? Uh, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> <laughs> She's escorted home by Mayor Wilton, who happens to be leaving at the same time. At home, Peter goes through his files on the Matthews fire. As he looks at old newspapers and photos, the scene transitions. We see a man in sunglasses start a fire on top of Devin, the security guard's body. Then another transition. This time... We see Melody and Eric's romantic night of passionate lovemaking. Oh, yeah. I'm talking candles and a fireplace. I'm talking silk sheets and romantic piano music. Wow. I'm talking soft kisses and natural breasts. They were. <laughs> and a lot of belly button kissing. Yeah. Like gratuitous belly button <laughs> French kissing. So much that you're like, why are we still seeing this? You got to slowly make your way down. And then linger. On the belly button. <laughs> well, it's an often overlooked erogenous zone. <laughs> You've never had a belly gasm. <laughs> get out there this summer and get your belly button tongued. <laughs> hey, it hurts if somebody sticks a finger too far in your belly button. So that's why you got to use the tongue. Yeah. It's gentler. <laughs> it's all a good time until it turns into a nightmare of flames and dangly religious metal earrings melody awakens from her dream in a cold sweat if these two were lighting all these candles every time they fucked it was really only a matter of time until one of them was killed in a fire though (laughs) yeah (laughs) at the mall the next day buzz tells peter that he has the ultimate scoop for him and he takes him into a security control room uh who is manning the frozen yogurt and raisins (laughs) yeah it's fine (laughs) While the Phantom practices his kung fu in the depths of the mall, Harv informs Akardi that Devin has been fired and he has already hired a new guard. He clearly did not call the police about the dead body and is trying to cover everything up to avoid bad publicity. Or maybe he did and it was Devin's last last wish to be cremated behind the Contempo casuals. <laughs> True. I didn't think of that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Harv's son, the ultimate bad boy, breaks into a pinball machine and steals some quarters. After his workout, the Phantom creepily watches surveillance video footage of Melody while listening to a sappy song. He has to stop all this. He's only hurting his own feelings. (laughs) Back in security headquarters, Buzz is about to drop a bomb. First, he plays some Hawaiian-inspired music and has a real little Polly Shore moment. He's like doing this little dance yeah like little hula, hula dance and being like you gotta feel the music mm-hmm. man and rob bass is like shut that off <laughs> uh buzz then reveals that the mall is actually playing subliminal messages under the music and he proves it sales clerks are my friends shopping makes me feel good i like to spend <laughs> money yeah all that's under the music i believe it yeah <laughs> This is kind of a big deal. Um, some real they live shit. Seriously. 
Peter should be a little more impressed that Buzz was able to figure all this out. I agree. This while is working scoop. at the frozen yogurt yeah. stand. And how did he? <laughs> we never find that out. He, he says he likes to sneak in there because like it's the only place no one can hear you and you like can relax. Okay. So yeah. His behavior is so different in here from the rest of the world where he exists. <laughs> yeah. Peter goes, it's deceptive, but not illegal. But Peter, that doesn't mean it's not unethical. <laughs> this is a scoop. And yeah. he's like, mm, nah, next. Yeah. Peter is ready to get out of there and find Melody. But when he sees the new security guard on the Sam Goody security cam, mm. he is shocked. It's the man with the religious fuckboy earring. Mm-hmm. He races to the record store on the third floor and pretends to browse the Blues Brothers CDs. <laughs> <laughs> and he's able to sneak a photo of the security guard. Sensing what is going on, the security guard goes on a wild chase after Peter. They did not get enough tension from the other people in the stores. They were like everywhere. Oh, I know. <laughs> but everybody was just like watching it for a minute and then just like going on with yeah. their business. Yeah. They were like, well, whatever this guy did, he probably deserved it. Security <laughs> guards chasing him. Yeah. The security guard, this is Max Dad, the crazy guy. Um, Peter like runs into the elevator and security guard like barely misses it closing, which by the way, he totally could have opened it. He had his hands in there. <laughs> and then he's like, phew, I got away. And then all of a sudden it's like, he's on top. The security guard is like on top of the elevator. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then he's hanging down on the clear side. And he's all ah, like banging on it. It's scary. That elevator seeing a lot of action. Wasn't that where a uh, controller yeah. two or three? I, I said, man, if it's, a ki- if a killbot couldn't handle it, yeah. how are you going to handle it? Finally, Peter sees Mayor Welton and sticks by her side so that the security guard has no choice but to leave him alone. Being chased by a probable religious cult psycho is crazy, sure, but have you ever had your picture in the paper? Whoa, front page even? <laughs> well, Melody and Susie have, and they act like it's their big break. Susie is going around with a stack of newspapers under her arm like extra, extra, read all about it. (laughs) Being famous does have its perks, though, because Buzz gives her a free large frozen yogurt with an eyeball in it. It's always the big celebs who don't need free stuff. They get the free stuff. That's so true. I know. (laughs) Nobody, this eyeball payoff is so weak. Yes. First of all, it's in there when he hands her the cup and he does not comment on it or see it or anything. It's totally facing him. And it's like clean. Wouldn't it be covered at least in yogurt? Yeah. (laughs) It's just right there on the side. Yeah. And she goes, "Ah, buzz and like takes out the eyeball and throws it and then keeps eating her ice cream. And like, that's it. Mm Mm-hmm. at her job at a restaurant called sleuth this is so weird (laughs) why is it fucking detective i i mean i i was gonna say i guess it doesn't make any more or less sense than a pirate themed restaurant but that's more fun (laughs) and she has to wear a little magnifying glass on her uniform Mm -hmm. it's very strange it's an odd place so she's there nobody's there yet she's like setting up melody punches some random numbers on the jukebox to play some music and once again, she's transported back into time when her and Eric's special song starts playing. Is there a phantom at the mall? <laughs> no, not that one. Oh. <laughs> she listens to this song and she has a beautiful memory of Eric going to second base. <laughs> <laughs> Peter enters and tells her about the new security guard, whose name is Christopher Volker. She says she wants to see the photograph he took when it's developed. Later, when he shows her the blurry photo, she's not quite sure if it's the same guy. They also casually mention the security office claims to not know who he is. (laughs) 
they're like I, he's like i called they don't know who he is and they're like that's weird it's <laughs> probably him and the next scene the mall piano player you okay. know the classic mall uh-huh. piano player he excuses himself to take a break he goes to the employee bathroom and when he takes off his jacket we see that he is bleeding through his white tuxedo shirt he's also limping say mm-hmm. <laughs> eric knows that he's the assailant from the night before because Eric knows literally everything he can somehow see in here at all from those security cameras. Can Eric tell me why this guy apparently never bandaged this puncture? <laughs> That's exactly what I was wondering. <laughs> like, not even an attempt. Nope. <laughs> and and also, they like the jacket will cover it. Yeah. And also, like, oh, we figured out who it is. This man we've only seen for five seconds. Yep. <laughs> <gasps> Can't believe it. Not the piano player. (laughs) Whose name we don't even know. Yeah. So this guy goes to sit down on the toilet. (laughs) And we can see like behind the scenes in the, what do you call it? The, (laughs) you know. I don't know. (laughs) In the catacombs of the mall. Maintenance. Yeah. In the maintenance spaces of the mall. Yeah, Eric, he moves so quickly, like, because he reaches in and he shuts the light off. Yeah. And then he goes to where the toilet pipes are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he knows exactly where to drop a fucking snake that looks like a cobra. Yeah, it was just a bag. And we see him just empty the bag into the pipes. And then... (laughs) Yeah, the snake pops right out of the toilet and bites the piano man's wiener. (laughs) He goes, no! (laughs) (laughs) He got him. It's hilarious that this guy is supposed to be the masked thug. He's like 70 years old. He did have a lamp. He, d- <laughs> he looks like my Theo Rudy, except for he's not wearing a little Cadillac medallion. <laughs> and we never get an explanation as to why he's involved. No. And just because he kind of works there, like everybody at the mall is bad. Yeah, I don't know. He's a true professional, though. He was tickling the ivories like a man without an open wound <laughs> on his shoulder. Yeah. Didn't call in sick or nothing. He probably is freelancing and he can't afford to. Yeah. He's working for tips. He's got a big brandy glass on top of that <laughs> piano. When he said, I have to take a break, folks. All the ladies that's sitting there all went, <laughs> So in the clothing store where Susie works, Justin, the mall owner's son, accosts her and demands a kiss. This really pisses Eric off. Melody should be suspicious. Oh, what? He's just in a murderous rage as a friend. (laughs) She rejects Justin and threatens to call security. Just then, mall owner Harb arrives and orders Justin to vacate the premises. As he goes, Justin spots an unattended skateboard and steals it. That night, Justin is skateboarding through the empty mall when a lasso drops around his neck. Oh my gosh, Sarah, it happened again. This is yeah. like at least the third time. Yeah. Maybe you're right to be scared. I told you. <laughs> you got to look out. Yeah. Uh, guess what? It's the Phantom at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> if we couldn't figure out this was Eric before, the title was a clue. We can obviously see that it's him now. Eric attaches the rope to an escalator, which drags Justin up the steps and strangles him to death. Um, I really thought this was going to be a kill based on the urban legends about kids getting their shoelaces <laughs> stuck in an escalator and like getting ground up. But maybe they weren't invented yet since mall culture was so new. Yeah, maybe not. Hmm. 
In the parking garage, Melody tells Peter what happened the night of the fire. That night, Eric told Melody about the developers that wouldn't stop hassling his mom and dad about selling their house. She goes, he was so mad about it. And then it cuts to Eric going, I'm just so mad about this. (laughs) (laughs) She says it was shaping up to be a romantic night nonetheless. Then shyly asks Peter if he's sure he wants to hear this. And he too enthusiastically says, yes, go on. (laughs) He loves to hear about her exploits. He probably has a big old boner right now. Mm -hmm. He better hope there aren't any cobras around. (laughs) (laughs) Eric's going to slip a cobra in the tailpipe. (laughs) Melody admits that she and Eric were about to make love on regular old flannel sheets with no candles burning when a fire started out of nowhere. Yeah, that's suspicious for them. The fire started out of nowhere and they did not even have candles going. Something happened. Eric helped Melody out his window to get away from the fire, but she slipped and fell on the way down. And Eric went back into the inferno to save his parents. Melody got bonked on the head and was stunned from the fall. (laughs) But she clearly remembers a man dousing her with gasoline before running away when he heard approaching sirens. Peter explains that the security guard is not listed as a mall employee and indicates that Harv Posner used him to kill the the Matthews's the Matthews family <laughs> in order to claim their land. That's not how it works. <laughs> Melody wonders if Eric is truly dead, and Peter insists they must exhume his body. Yeah, just dig up the grave. That's literally the only way. That's it. That's all you can do in a situation like this. Before they can leave, Earring Man Volker appears and points a pistol at Peter's head. Thinking quickly, Peter blinds him with his camera flash and drives off. But Volker follows them in his car into the mall parking garage. He was really having a struggle trying to chase with all these pedestrians and cars in the way. Yeah. Also, he's like radioing to the other security guy. But like, I thought they are not supposed to know who he is. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. These security guards operate like the police, okay? (laughs) They're strapped. Yeah. And they're like, I'm in pursuit. Like, you're not, what? (laughs) Suddenly, Eric leaps onto the roof of Volker's car. And again, the real guy playing Eric does this. (laughs) And the fake security guard loses control and flips it. Eric is able to jump off moments before the car is airborne. He's... It's just so good. Too good. Really, really good. <laughs> um, living under the mall is giving him like superpowers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Volker crawls away from the flaming car right before it explodes. Having escaped, Peter and Melody go to the cemetery. Peter is strong as hell and quickly digs <laughs> up the coffin with no help. Yeah, he's like wearing a suit too. I know. And no, he like, doesn't even take off his jacket. Perfect rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> we see no shovel he did it with his hands (laughs) when they crack the coffin open there's no corpse just pillows Mm. this is so confusing who did this (laughs) who bought this coffin where was eric while a mall was a whole mall was being built in that one year yeah doesn't make sense (laughs) the kids go straight to the mayor's house to tell her their theory She finds it hard to accept, so she tells them they need to find Eric Matthews. When she said that, I was like, from Boy Meets World? I know, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Volker reports to Harv. 
Harv chews Volker out for messing up on the job and orders him to kill Melody tomorrow. He also tries to get him to take off his very recognizable earring, but that is a (laughs) no-go. He's like, don't even think about it. (laughs) That night, Melody has another romantic dream about Eric. But wait, in the middle of their makeout session, Eric turns into Peter. Theresa! Yeah, pretty hot. But then, no, the man on top of her morphs into Volker. He says, it's time, pretty lady. And she awakens, sweaty and gasping for breath. She's horny still. (laughs) Inside of the mall, Eric returns to his hideout in the furnace room and plants a bomb. I had a dream last night about Ryan Gosling and medium fat Jonah Hill. Okay. But it wasn't sexy. Aw. Except for Ryan Gosling and I were friends and he was like very affectionate. And I was like... (laughs) Gauze. (laughs) The next day, Melody is on the clock when Volker shows up at her restaurant in the smoking section (laughs) in his normal thug clothes. She immediately runs out to telephone Peter, but Volker interrupts and attacks her. She fights back pretty hard, but ultimately Volker is able to drag her to the loading dock where he knocks her unconscious. He is about to place her in a garbage (laughs) compactor. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why that struck me as so <laughs> But Eric appears in the two fight. Eric has been training hard, as we've seen, mm-hmm. and Volker is no match for mm-hmm. him. Eventually, Eric shoves Volker's head into the compactor, and he is beheaded. It's a switcheroo, because first, Volker does it yeah. to Eric. But Eric is so fucking strong <laughs> that when the compactor like door comes down, he's like, not today and like pushes it back up and then Volker tries the same thing and can't do it mm-hmm. he is beheaded mm-hmm. Peter arrives at the very happening sluice to find Melody oh my gosh another weird thing about this restaurant this place is a party every mm-hmm. night everyone's dancing Buzz and Susie can't get enough they're always there this is how I want to be at the Red Robin <laughs> at our mall start booking DJs there yeah dude yeah. When he doesn't find her there, Peter leaves to go find Melody, and Buzz and Susie follow. They leave that happening party. Good friends. (laughs) Meanwhile, Harv is getting ready for the fundraiser ball when he discovers Volker's decapitated head in his office. It's under his tuxedo jacket on a coat rack, and again, he has barely any reaction. Just a quick... (laughs) At the same time, Eric takes the still unconscious Melody to the storage room slash shrine to her. When she revives, she interrupts Eric getting his pump on, and he removes his mask to reveal his fire-damaged face. At first, I was like, it's not so bad, and then he turned his head, and I was like, whoa! (laughs) She says she always knew he was still alive, but she's a liar, because in a previous scene, she said she always knew he was murdered. Which one is it, Melody? Mm -hmm. What is the truth? (laughs) When he says that he always knew they'd be together again, Melody gives him a look that says, (laughs) can be good friends yikes yikes <laughs> in another part of the mall buzz distracts the security guard on duty by doing a weird little strip tease where he he's pin- like i got this yeah he was excited uh-huh he pinches his nipples he shows his buns before he running does. away he shows his buns for a long time he pulls his pants down and waddles away with his buns showing <laughs> but hey it works it does work <laughs> the security guard goes out to find the troublemaker <laughs> And Buzz and Susie enter the control room where they can see everything happening in the mall. They scan the security camera footage, and Susie notices Melody's keys on the floor near an open air deck. Seriously? Yeah. These little fucking keys? I thought it was a pacifier at first. And she's like, Melody's keys! Yeah, they make a point of showing her drop them earlier. 
She has a M keychain on it. <laughs> but I'd be like, those look like Melody's keys, but they have a W instead of an M. <laughs> Back in Eric's underground lair, Melody tries to gently explain that things have changed and they cannot be together anymore. Distraught, Eric blames Peter and crawls to the furnace room to activate the bomb. Sure, Eric, it's Peter. And not that Melody doesn't want to live like a goddamn Ninja Turtle <laughs> wearing masks and practicing kung fu in your weird sewer bunker. <laughs> At the same time, Buzz and Susie climb into the air ducts to search for Melody. Peter sees an open vent, gets the same idea, and crawls right Everybody in. Everybody in this mall is inside the walls <laughs> <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> Eric notices Peter and starts banging on the vents to lure Peter back to his lair. Eric then returns to Melody. She tries to leave, but Eric tells her, Without me, you have no life. Once I destroy what's above, I'll join you here and we'll be together. Now, forever. Now I have become the phantom of the mall. <laughs> Destroyer of mm, natural wonder store. <laughs> he tells Melody that he'll have his revenge and nobody can stop him. Not even her and her friends. Nope. In the subterranean tunnels. Peter manages to avoid Eric's dick-hungry snake that is... <laughs> that's casually slithering around the vents and makes his way to the lair where he and Eric fight. Eric is distracted when Melody says she loves Peter, allowing the reporter to knock Eric out. Melody. This is extreme. Yes. Like, okay, you don't love Eric anymore, but do you love Peter? You love this guy? You know, you've known him for roughly 48 hours. <laughs> Above them, the mall is full with local dignitaries for the investors' party. Corey, local dignitaries? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Who's the local dignitary? <laughs> the important people admit it. <laughs> Like, who's a Bakersfield dignitary? Harvey Car- Hall. Karen Go. Karen Go. Yeah. Well, she's the mayor. But who's at her party? Okay. Kevin McCarthy can't come. He's in the submarine. <laughs> he never makes it. He always sends a rep. <laughs> oh, yeah. We need to put Kevin McCarthy in there. Yeah, he's in the submarine. <laughs> okay, let me say it again. Above them, the mall is full with important local people for the investors' no, party. It's fine. <laughs> it's fun. It's just funny. <laughs> okay (laughs) the mayor says this mall will prosper for generations to come i guess she's not wrong two is technically generations that's all it took for the mall to die (laughs) that's sad um peter and melody escape eric's catacombs (laughs) they run into buzz and Susie and warn them about the bomb once out of the vents Susie and buzz steal a motorcycle and sidecar display (laughs) so funny i know to ride back to the security room and this isn't just a motorcycle this is a honda goldwing okay i know this because it's the same motorcycle my parents had when they were bikers for christ wow the 11th commandment is thou shalt not get a cool motorcycle (laughs) (laughs) honda goldwing is basically like a little car with no no hood no doors Mm -hmm. it's a gigantic motorcycle it's a luxury cruiser (laughs) Peter and Melody find Mayor Wilton and tell her everything. And then the mayor pulls out her little pistola (laughs) and marches them to Harv's office. I was like, what a twist. Yeah. There, the mayor confesses she is part owner of the mall and was in on the Matthews murders. 
Suddenly, Eric leaps from a vent, picks the mayor up <laughs> over his head by her crotch and her neck, and tosses her through a window. And she goes flying. This is so funny. I know. <laughs> Everybody looks up. She breaks through the glass and just shatters everywhere. She lands in the middle of the investor's party and is impaled by a model of the mall. Again, Posner is unbothered by a dead body. (laughs) He pushes his way through the crowd, demanding to see what's going on. He sees and he just goes, oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I was going to say it's like he sees something like this every day, but he has. He He does. He's not bothered. (laughs) Melody runs from the office and crawls onto the girders holding up the mall roof. As the crowd below stares in wonder at Eric pursuing Melody on the steelwork, they hear Buzz's voice on the public address system warning them to evacuate the building. What a hero. Imagine if Polly Shore's voice came out at the mall and was like, there's a bomb threat, buddies. And he's all, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> But he's like so calm and like normal right now. This movie, that's like one of the weirdest things about this movie is him. Um, let's see, where are we? Melody almost falls but she holds on to a banner and is able to reunite with Peter. Eric is shot in the arm by mall security guard Arcady. At that moment, he spies mall, mall owner Posner swinging down on another mall banner. Well, it's the same one. It's like, happy 4th of July. Okay. Welcome, investors. Eric sends Posner crashing through the window of a fuel store. What? In the mall? <laughs> Why? Because it works out for this ending. Yeah. Posner tries to bribe Eric. He's like, I'll give you anything. He goes, I'll eat my words. And this is just a setup for Eric to go eat this. <laughs> and Eric grabs a nearby flamethrower and sets Posner ablaze. Posner falls into a pile of propane canisters, which explode. Buzz and Susie arrive with the motorcycle and sidecar. <laughs> Peter and Melody hop on and Buzz makes it to the front doors just before the bomb explodes, destroying the entire mall. Yeah, you're right, because they can all fit in this easily. Yes. <laughs> they probably could have fit a third. No, Yeah, they, they could have fit a third, <laughs> for sure. I think it's funny because um, Peter jumps onto the back behind Buzz. He, like, rides bitch on the motorcycle, and then the girls are in the sidecar. But he's, like, so careful not to be gay about it. <laughs> Like, he gets on all, like, but don't show me getting on like this. <laughs> and then he just puts his hands on his back instead of, like, this is an emergency. Yeah. Put your arms around Polly Shore's waist. <laughs> put your head on his shoulder. Be safe. <laughs> but he just puts his, his palms flat on his back. <laughs> That's the only way that you can ride bitch behind another man. <laughs> if you can read this shirt, Rob Estes <laughs> fell off. <laughs> the police and media soon arrive on the scene melody says it looks like eric got what he wanted peter replies yeah i did better than that i got you stupid and they embrace so fucking dumb (laughs) melody no longer gives a shit about eric as the new couple makes out the camera pans over eric's seemingly dead body yeah, for a long time to the point uh-huh. where you think his eyes are going to pop and open. And they don't. And they don't. But I thought so, too. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. <laughs> and then cue the vandals. Yeah. Is there a phantom <laughs> at the mall? 
This song is all right, but the Dead Milkman did a better song about being at the mall. Mm. I do notice in this end scene where Peter and Melody are making out, Buzz and Susie are just hugging. <laughs> I mean, they become friends at least. They're friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They tell him, buzz off, buzz. And he goes, I've heard that one before. <laughs> well, that's the Phantom of the Mall. That was pretty fun. There is like a big explosion at the end, right? Mm-hmm. And this big t- this big pyrotechnic stunt was supposed to be mall safe. The makers of the movie um, were afraid the controlled fire would set up the sprinkler system, but the mall tech guy told them it was cool to just put styrofoam cups around each sprinkler head and the smoke wouldn't hit the trigger. But wrong. Mm. It did, and it drenched all the stores at the mall. <laughs> they were particularly pissed at the B. Dalton. Oh, yeah. The mall had to be shut down for two days, and they kept filming while it was Good going Good thing on. there was no smarter image. Uh-huh. ruined all the electronics. <laughs> <laughs> Not my virtual reality headset from 1989. <laughs> Not my foot massagers. Yeah. <laughs> Not my needlessly complicated alarm clock (laughs) (laughs) well that's the phantom of the mall eric's revenge it's pretty fun yeah is it a good movie no is it a great movie maybe (laughs) what (laughs) (laughs) it's fun to watch i don't know i I enjoy it is fun it's it's all right. We've. I feel like we've watched more fun movies. It is no chopping mall, I will say. Uh huh. But I do enjoy it. And it did not go over very well with critics. The writing is terrible. The writing is very bad. It's it's a kind of a so bad it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Which those aren't as common as you would think. Yeah, it's true. People want to ascribe that to like every B movie, but mm-hmm. that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. If you've we've done what sixty something episodes of this show now, and like I think that we've proven that. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know, dude. I watched it three times. Um, it's all right, I guess. I wasn't. I guess I don't. I don't like it as much. Hmm. Okay, but I'm not like ugh, this fucking movie again. Yeah, not like that, and. I do like Polly Shore mm-hmm. and Yeah, I actually like Polly Shore and her friend better than yeah. Peter and Melody. This was Polly Shore's first movie, his first like really anything kind of. He yeah, he had a couple of, like little small credits. Yeah. He didn't this. have his show on MTV for like two more years. So <clears throat> this was his first big his first big thing. And I think that he is the best member of the cast which is crazy yeah uh kind of wish ken foray had like mm-hmm. a bigger role yeah it yeah it's kind of wasted here but mm-hmm. um everybody else pretty standard morgan fairchild turns in a pretty standard like 80s lady performance and rob estes nothing too special here mm-hmm. really so the girl that played Melody, they were like pretty keen to cast her because they knew she would take her top off. So, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. You said not so great from the critics. Well, I had one quote 
that I liked from the Los Angeles Times Review said, there's a perfection of awfulness here that almost commands respect. It can't have been easy to keep going on this picture after a look or two at the Russians. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it had a lot of rewrites. Another thing that I heard was that the writers kept showing the original script around Hollywood, like just to be like, it was better. It was better. Mm. But how? How? Well, if they would have made it a little bit more of a mystery Mm -hmm. and... Eric is a bad character. He is. Like, we never really saw what was so great about nope. him and how he changed. Or Why? Because he got her orchids. So what? He still gets her orchids. And why didn't he just say, I'm alive? I'm alive because he <laughs> needed to get his revenge. Get your revenge in court. <laughs> and also, if you were alive still and your parents' house fell down, you could have stopped them all. Yeah, there's a lot of plot problems. Uh-huh. If you think about them. Yeah. And so I try not to. Well, a lot of times it's easy, but these are all just right there. Mm-hmm. And he is, he's a bad character. He's a bad character. There's nothing about him where you're like, yeah. oh, poor Eric. Even when he's just watching videos of her, you're like, ew, yeah. what a creep. Yeah. And when he's not underground, when he's in the flashbacks, you're like, ew, what a creep. Because <laughs> something about him reads just very creepy. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yeah. He's like. We made a vow when we were children to be together forever. <laughs> when we were kids. Yeah, and I kept that vow. That's the thing that is creepy about him is that you're like, you get that vibe from him in the flashbacks that he just took this too seriously for being 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Get real. I don't like it. Don't like him. Like the friends better than the main characters for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I do like that Polly Shore gets to be the hero. Well, he, 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 he is, is the me. hero. I agree. I was thinking the same thing when I was watching it the last time. Maybe the second time. I was mm-hmm. like, he's kind of the person that is the cornerstone of this whole thing. Like, everybody <laughs> gets out alive because of him. Yeah. 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 Uh, I guess it's worth a watch. We got any more reviews? Yeah. Video Hounds gives it one bone. Mm. Says gore flows like water. I disagree. No. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that the trash compactor scene really could have been better. Why do you choose to cut this guy's head off when you could squish it like a grape? Yes. There were a lot of moments like that. I'm like, well, that was okay, but. Yeah. They could have done better. Mm -hmm. The gore. I like when they threw the lady out the window. It was funny. I loved that. Yeah. (laughs) The whole finale is very fun to Mm -hmm. me. Could have used a kill bot. Mm-hmm. For being honest, a killbot would have gotten like the job done. One in the background. That'd be funny if one just cruised by. Yeah. <laughs> and it is funny because it opens almost exactly like Chopping Mall does, where mm-hmm. they're showing off the killbots. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was waiting for those two characters in the audience, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah. It's got issues. Paul Bartell. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to look at, though. It is fun to look at. We've talked about this, but one of the things that is so fun about those mall movies is like, oh my God, there's that store. And oh my God, there's that store. They show the Judy's. The Judy's is very highlighted. Like they kept, they keep running past it. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that store. Judy's. What was Judy's? It was just another like ladies or girls clothing. It's not girls, like little girls, but you know, Mm -hmm. 20 somethings. It was by the 579, which was a terrible store that they would never have anymore. (laughs) 
Remember, it was like, we only carry clothes in sizes five, seven, and nine. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Miller's Outpost was highlighted. And the Sam Goody was getting a lot of shout outs, mm-hmm. man. They kept going, oh, they're by the Sam Goody. Well, that's the security camera in the Sam Goody. <laughs> like, Sam Goody must have paid. They got a, a specific thank you, even. <laughs> But when they're in the Sam Goody, I was like, yep, that's the Sam Goody, all right. Like, those are the Sam Goody genre headers right there. I had a friend that worked at the Sam Goody at our mall, and I was like, what a cool job. Yeah, real hip. (sighs) That was when working at a cool job in the mall got you a little bit of, like, social cachet. You know what I (laughs) mean? If you worked at Hot Topic. Yeah, very cool. Unless you're Jason, then you make it uncool. (laughs) Um, yeah, I worked at customer service at the mall, but that's not, Mm-mm. that's not cool. Being a hot dog on a stick girl, that's like sexy because <laughs> of wieners yeah, <laughs> and their little slutty costumes that they make them wear and they make them pump that juice so lasciviously. Yeah. That's not the right word. Yeah. No, we're less, we're the ones that are lascivious, oh. right? So they make them pump that juice so seductively. seductively. Yeah. Gotta squeeze those lemons, baby. <laughs> the Orange Julius. They run by the Orange Julius a bunch of times. I used to love that. Fuck yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. You would always take a drink of an Orange Julius and be like, this is thinner than I expected yeah, yeah, every yeah. single time. I made a boozy uh, vegan version of that. Really? It's really good. Well, make it for me. Okay. Yes. I should have brought it over today. Blender drink. Oh my God. That would be totally perfect for a mall movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll put a recipe up for it. Okay. I can do that. (laughs) Is there a phantom at the mall? (laughs) This song from the Vandals is like, it's catchy. Yeah. Not um, politically correct. Not politically correct. Uses a word we don't use anymore. (laughs) Not that one. Not that one either. Maybe the third one. The that one. (laughs) See, put me in the submarine. (laughs) You can't even use that word anymore. I'm not, I'm fine with it. That's fine. Don't use it. I don't care. It's good. Good that we don't use it. I'm talking myself into a corner here where somehow <laughs> I sound like I don't care. Use it either way. But that's not true. I do care. Are you ready to rate this movie? <sighs> I'm ready to rate it. Oh, they made a making of documentary about this movie? Why? <laughs> Maybe they had a Blu-ray release. What was your favorite kill? I don't know. I mean, mine's easy. It's the dick cobra. <laughs> that's funny. Can I say the mare being thrown? Yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite for sure. Because like right before that, she's talking about how they're going to build this spire on the mall and it's yeah. going to be the crowning glory. And then and then she gets impaled by mm-hmm. the model. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, that's the best kill. I like that. <laughs> yep. Dick cobra. <laughs> Impale on a model of them all. Both good. Escalator could have been better. Yeah. Compactor could have been Compactor better. Compactor could have been better. Fan was okay. Fan was okay. Could have been gorier. The yo, the eyeballs popping out, we said could have been, the whole thing could have been done better. Uh, missed opportunity for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Hmm. Also, at the at the frozen yogurt store, I think they sold pretzels, and we never saw anybody eating a big pretzel. So that's a big big miss too. They sold them both. I think so. Oh, that they're separate. I think there was pretzels in the 
in the glass case. Hmm. Maybe they just didn't move a lot of pretzels. Guess. Just frozen yogurt at this stand called the Chill Factor. <laughs> well, okay. Let's rate this bitch, I guess. I give it a five and a half. I give it a six and a half. Okay. I almost wanted to give it a seven. I felt like you were going to give it a seven. <sighs> it is stupid. <laughs> like... The writing is really stupid. I know the more we sit and talk about it, the more I'm like, mm. But definitely 6.5 for me. Strong 6.5. A strong 6.5? Yeah. Like, there's no way I'm going lower than that, wow. Sarah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs> Put me on the submarine if you want to, Corey. <laughs> I'll let you stay. Thank you. You know, there was only one little window on that submarine. What is even the fucking exactly. point? Not to be too hot topic-y about this the hot topics submarine right but why imagine you're sitting on the other side of the window terrible terrible not worth it i hope it's a cheaper seat and it looks so uncomfortable to sit in there were you kidding me no way i would get a leg cramp so quick my fucking leg would go to sleep really fast and you can't even stand up but there was a toilet and you had to take a shit on the, and it's only a curtain. And what are you going to do? Open a window? Nope. So, and I know somebody had a nervous stomach. Yeah. About going down sure. there. So you imploded with the smell of some fucking billionaire's turds in your nostrils. What a nightmare. Horrible way to die. Yeah. Worse than the escalator. Mm, not worse than the dick cobra. No? No, because... The implosion on the submarine was fast. The dick cobra is going to take a while because the co- first the cobra has to swallow your dick and then it has to swallow the balls and <laughs> has to work its way up your body. That's what cobras do, right? They bite and they swallow your whole body. Yeah. Like when Mr. Burns turns into a snake on that Treehouse of Horror episode <laughs> and he keeps going. <laughs> That's what it sounds like when Corey's a dick cobra. <laughs> yep. Corey, that is so lewd. This is a family podcast. No, please don't listen to this with your family. (laughs) Not with your family. (laughs) Leave your moms and dads out of this. Cousins, go home. Only your dirty uncle. Only your dirty (laughs) uncle. That's it. Um, What's our next movie? Our next movie is... (laughs) (laughs) Just plain Cobra. Cobra. Not Dick Cobra. (laughs) I don't want to do it anymore. (laughs) Now that I know about Dick Cobras, I don't care about regular Cobras anymore. Cobra, your man, Stylolode. Yeah, guaranteed I'll do a Stallone voice. Um, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a guest. It's going to be a little bit of Christmas in July. Hell yeah, dude. I love it. We've been having unseasonably cool weather, though. Yeah. But it's going to be hot by then. Heck yeah. So it'll be Christmas in July time. 
Can't wait. I know. Me too. I mean, my excitement is tempered, like I said, because... <laughs> but I don't know. I haven't seen Cobra in a really long time. Maybe Cobra bites somebody on the dick. I don't know. <laughs> Robocop shoots that one guy in the dick, yeah. so who knows what Cobra will do. <laughs> he might just fucking swallow, swallow dick, <laughs> dick and balls. You have to unhinge your jaw to make them <laughs> to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, I'm going to pee my pants. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, as always. Please make a donation to the Bakersfield Burrito Project. <laughs> um, help us feed our unhoused and hungry neighbors here in Bakersfield on Cash App and Venmo Bako Burrito Project. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at Gag Me with the Chainsaw mm-hmm. and on Twitter at Chainsaw Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you can call us 661-454-7499. Um, we have no directive, no question this this episode, I guess. Unless you can think of one. Call and do your best Polly Shore impression. Yeah, <laughs> I would like to hear that. Or your breast impression of a dick cobra. Your breast impression? Your breast impression. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a phantom at the mall? All right. That's all. Let's go get some sun. Yay. I'm excited. All right. Is that it, Core? That's it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs> I can't believe we don't have more listeners. <laughs> <laughs>